0: Hey, this is Ziggy Heim, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got, taking a break from all your worries.
1: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we're about to crown a new AIW Intense Champion. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio Independent Wrestling Scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of night two of AIW's JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everless Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Wrestling Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is. A review of night 2 of Jalet, even though this event happened almost 1 month ago so we still have way more shows to review already introduced myself and we have charlie butters hey uh welcome back
2: yeah keep this uh this thing going i guess
1: you kind of took a week off last week
2: yeah you know you got to you got to make them want you to be on the show so
1: it also was a great opportunity to fit in an interview that I didn't exactly know where it was going to go. So like it worked out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last weekend in general, just a busy weekend, busy three day weekend for many people, unfortunately not me. So just f- fitting in a time to record was pretty difficult. And I said, fuck it. Especially after yep. you, especially after you told me you couldn't record. So I was like, okay, <laughs> so be it. Ah, So, yeah, we got to talk about j Night 2. It, like I said, has been uh, over a month since this show, so let's see how much we remember. But this this was the night that had a lot more going on. Like, th- this is where so much more shit happened, and obviously we get to the end. Crown mm. a new AW intense champion. Like, think about this. The last time someone won... The intense title, just the intense title, was when Matt Justice won it in 2019. Yeah,
2: it's been uh, unified for a long time. And uh, I was one of the very vocal people that was asking for it to be ununified. And they finally did that and announced that it would be uh, the prize along with the trophy for the winner of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. And uh, off to the races we went with. All the, the people we were hoping to see become the new champion.
1: Can can we talk about how ahead of the curve AIW was with this particular booking? Because now in WWE, their two main championships are tied up together and people are bitching that they needed separated. And that's something we were dealing with for a while in AIW. <laughs> yeah. Literally, when like people have bitched about it lately with Roman... I'm just like, oh, that's what we've been dealing with. And Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't think we
2: had anybody that was as dominant as he is, but like, even like every time, like it would end up like, oh, maybe, maybe it'll just be one belt on the line in this match. And then it always was ended up being for both. And it just kind of just stuck together for a couple of years. So,
1: yeah, we were more worried about the titles just being together because they were jumping around from people compared to yeah the one person having two belts, your two world titles, so that's that's where it's a little more complicated, but yeah, it's yeah,
2: like you know one of them's kind of like a
1: upper mid card belt here, and it's
2: just like you can't have the intercontinental world title together for two years it's you know there's other people that kind of need that belt for a little bit to... imagine if yeah.
1: warrior warrior would have did that when he won the title
2: that'd have been rough, I don't <laughs> that that era then like i don't know it's really bizarre like how they really handled a lot of that stuff so
1: i mean the funny thing about all that is they they actually i don't even think there was any time where he had both titles it's like right after he won the world championship it was like all right you know I'm, I'm dropping the intercontinental okay
2: that was also during the time when like triple threat matches and fatal four ways really didn't exist and weren't a norm in wrestling at least in american wrestling um Very, very interesting time going back and looking at that now. And, like, we're coming, like, you know, with six-way
1: scrambles and all the crazy stuff we have now. And it's ruining the business. (laughs) Wasn't even the best ladder match that weekend. It was Tracy Smothers and Chris Candido. I think that's what, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the match that he says was uh, better than Michael's razor. I'm sorry I don't do, do as good of, Jim Cornette impression as your uh, former co-host. So <laughs> something, something, ice cream, something, something. Anyway, uh, let's get into the show. Started off with uh, Pedro coming out, talking to the crowd about JT Lightning, Chandler Biggins, and uh, kind of the history of AIW. I kind of like these moments because as much as JLIT has this history of being party weekend, um... Obviously for this one, you know, crowning a, a new champion and all the, like the wrestling stuff that can go into it. It's also a memorial, not necessarily a memorial, but um, a tournament that is dedicated to the memory of somebody. And it's, it's like this yearly thing when, when we we're having it every year, but it was, it's this thing where we, we celebrate that history and that person and throwing biggins in there too. I absolutely love little. Little, little piece of like Cleveland wrestling history to throw in there before we cap off the night. I should say cap off the tournament, but anyway. So yeah, that's how we, uh, that's how we started and let's get into first match started things off with Chuck stone versus Jackson stone versus Isaiah Broner versus Eric Taylor. We started off with all three, uh, Semifinal tournament matches. So kind of where we're going to go with the next two matches after this, but I, this might be, I got to double check. Yeah. This is like my favorite section of uh, the semifinals. which we, when you go back and look at it, this one kind of has a theme. The last one kind of had a theme and the other one was kind of a wild card. Just l- almost a little bit of everything. This one, you have three big dudes and Eric Taylor. <laughs> uh, thoughts on this match?
2: Uh, Jacksonstone came out and uh, impressed the hell out of me in this match. Um, just going crazy on everybody. Uh, Broner took that huge bump towards the end of the match off the top rope through a door on the outside that didn't break, um, which Jardis hip real bad. Um, which which was a scary moment. Um, Chuck Stone, you know, coming into his own as a singles competitor here, uh, did a great job. Like Eric Taylor, you know, with the Duke, they obviously did their role like perfectly, Uh, you know, coming in and out, trying to avoid uh, taking too much damage from any of these other three big guys. And then, you know, trying to sneak that win in constantly. And like, it became very clear to me, uh, I want to say a couple minutes in, and I looked at you, and I was like, "I think Eric Taylor's going to win this." Uh, just by the way, like I kept feeling, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it was, it was a, uh, it was a fun uh, mad. The four ways are always fun to me. Like I like multi man matches because it keeps the action going. It doesn't uh, break down in anything slow, any mm-hmm. like choke holds, rest holds, anything like that. It's constant moving. There's all kinds of parts in motion uh i know it's hard to film for like you know certain people but damn it if if it isn't fun watching it live and uh this no exception this was a lot of fun live
1: i mean i would say any multi-man match or for tag team multi-team match like they have the potential of being show stealers like for this one i mean obviously there's there's going to be a lot of multi-man matches but when you have like a regular show like Mm -hmm. like when we've had some of the Tag team four ways, and that's obviously double the amount of people of a regular four way like singles competition, and it's just madness. So much shit going on, and yeah, it's always always fun to watch. So I do like obviously that they switched up the format because I do remember when day two was still just a lot of just one on one second round matches, other than the the finals, which has always been a three way no thanks <laughs>
2: i'd much much rather have yeah uh the the way that they do the, the finals on the second day uh, three four ways and then a three-way that's in the three-way being uh elimination that's fucking perfect i love that
1: mm-hmm. and also gives you like just more variety between rounds because uh, i yes. i i don't have a card in front of me but like what i remember way was always kind of set up was like kind of like the with the night one is always like all the first round matches a two would be like you would start off with all the second round matches and then i think there might be like one or two matches in the middle i mean one match in the middle i should say then there would be the next round matches then maybe another match in between then the finals i mean obviously they never went from one tournament match for the from the third round to the finals
2: I'm just glad we don't do Battle of Los Angeles style where it's actually like over three days and it's literally singles, singles, and then singles for the final day as well. And then they just mix in all the uh, people that lost throughout on different stuff uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the other two days. (laughs)
1: Yeah, two days is bad enough.
2: Especially with like how ridiculous this year, uh, this summer has been for... Uh, EIW yeah, as far as like all the extra shows and stuff that they've been doing. So that would have been just too much. Like I was burnt out just going on day two for like the student show and this show. I was burnt out for the month. And then I didn't even go to Rager the following weekend. I went to old, but I just couldn't even bring myself to go to Rager. And I was just so burnt. And uh I was like excited to take the month of September off. And then they booked the hell out of September. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not... Not doing anything in September. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to October when it's going to be lighter, much lighter. Well, two shows lighter. Yeah. Like, there's there's more shows in eight days of this month than there are entire month of October. And then at least the way things are set up now, November, December are one show months. And that that's going to feel good. <laughs> right especially with both of them being premium ticket events on both my gas and on my wallet for tickets so i mean i i just i have to go to uh Wesapalooza. <laughs> with it being so close to my home right like i will pull up right now directions to the outpost just to see exactly drive time how far i am from it I am 6.8 miles. It will take me about 14 minutes to get there.
2: That'd be the equivalent of, like, the arena show in Warren for or Niles for me, so...
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I I have to go. I even... I don't want to say canceled. I have a event that I'm doing with uh, the Kent Browns backers that I... I don't necessarily put together. I put the organization... Like, I uh, had us get into it, or whatever type thing. We're doing a street festival type thing, and... I was originally going to be there all day because I was like, I'm the one that pushed for us to do this. I'll be there all day. Other people will be there along too, but I was like, I'm, I'm making that commitment. Then they announced this and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, um, I'm going to be leaving early. <laughs> now <Nah. laughs> we just made a schedule of who's going to be there when. And I was like, oh, you're going to be there all day. I'm like, nope, leaving it at two. something came up. So I got I got to go to that and then I'm going to go see clerks three on Friday. Right on. Huh? Anyway, so far uh, it's getting good
2: reviews, so... Yeah, suck it, Joe Sposto. Anyway... I don't say that to Joe. I love Joe.
1: <laughs> I love Joe, anyway, too.
2: back to this match.
1: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love Joe, too, but I also like Clerks, too, and i feeling like if I would, you know, shit on Bret Hart, Raven, or whatever comic book character he really likes, like, he'd probably have the same reaction, so... um, <laughs> Yeah, suck it. Anyway, back to the match, like you were saying. I want to... I hope we see... I mean, just because I do like this kind of humor, but I want—I do want to see Jackson Stone versus Chuck Stone one-on-one regular match. Yes, Stone versus Stone, but also like these two might have a fucking banger one-on-one. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, they could do the rematch, and Mama
2: Stone could be on the coal, on the on the pole in the corner. <laughs>
1: Mama Stone on a pole match. Which which Mama Stone? There's two Mama Stones. You have you have one. <laughs> Mama Stone in one corner, the other Mama Stone in the other corner, and it's like one of the, like a flag match? Sure. You have to retrieve the other person's mother? I don't know. <laughs> I, I do like this is how we started off the show. It was uh, Eric Taylor pinning Jackson Stone to advance to the finals, which, if I remember correctly, he stole the pin. Of course.
2: That's that's the only way he was getting in into these finals with all these giant men. Duke pushed uh Broner off the top rope through the door and uh Eric Taylor stole the pin. I believe I'm not sure who which stone he pinned though. Jackson Stone. Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Which the Duke pushing Broner off Go. it goes back to uh what you were mentioning earlier about that that nasty I don't want to say nasty spot, but um concerning spot where Broner didn't really break the table.
2: Yeah, that was rough. Those uh, 3D doors need to be retired.
1: <laughs> but obviously, since it's been a month, we know uh, Broner's good. Yeah. Just a little little hip jam, he said. I
2: made sure like that night that he was okay. I, I texted him. I was like, hey, you all right? What's going on? He didn't look good. You were limping out of there. because He already has you know, the, the brace and stuff on his leg. I was kind of worried that fucked it up worse because he didn't get back up after that for a hot minute but he was good.
1: Yeah. I, t- I talked with him after the show when I seen him pretty much kind of said the same thing. Yeah. We get to see him the 25th and on both shows. I'm excited. I might get to see him this week. I think he might be at Winchester. I don't know if he's booked, but he might be there. All right, let's move on to the next semifinals match. Ernest, the cat Miller versus Dominic Greeney versus Wes Barkley versus Dalton castle. This This was the wild card. I'm pretty sure the entrances took longer than the match itself. (laughs) Specifically Dalton Castle's entrance. There was uh, two more boys for this one. Yeah, this was quite a short match. There's only like five minutes between the tweets.
2: Yeah, um and the ones there was somebody in the crowd that was kind of saying some things towards Dalton castle. He went out and addressed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, then the match kind of went on. Ernest Miller, every time he got in the ring, got thrown back out. Um, and, uh, that's, that's the main stuff I really remember from it. I don't remember much else.
1: Was it just the finals or this match and the finals where, uh, Dom's new fan in the crowd was really, re- really getting into uh, what Dom was wearing? Uh, I think it was the finals. Okay, just the finals? I, could, I think so. That's when I couldn't remember. Like I know she was yelling shit at him, but I couldn't remember if it was both matches. Like I, I definitely remember the finals. And you figure at this point, since it was one of the students' friends or family, that they were there for their first show, so they were probably a little drunk already, so they could easily be just as plastered during this match, as they were the finals. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember as much from it either. You pretty much hit the highlights. As long as Dalton Castle's entrance is, I mean, mainly because we don't see him every month. I, I do enjoy. I did enjoy it. I should say.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wasn't even knocking how long it was. He has earned the right to have a long entrance, uh, and it was very entertaining, so, especially the the new boys that were with him on this on this night.
1: I think we need to see Dalton Castle versus Mance Warner versus Nate Webb. What's longer, the match or the entrances?
2: Well, that was like the question of would there even be a match or would it be all stand-up between Colt Cabana and Tracy Smothers?
1: I knew you were going there with this fucking match. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that match so much.
2: Yes, I, I forever remember convincing Jayhawk to go to that show, be simply for that match, and he was like, "Yes, I'll, I'll do anything I can just so I can be there live for that match."
1: And then, like, it was literally like twenty minutes.
2: Oh yeah, and there was like maybe four minutes of wrestling, if that.
1: Oh no, no, I'm saying twenty minutes before the bell rang. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that that show was reviewed on a retro review, and. I remember my feelings on it, like at, at the time. And like, I, I want to say, I remember making a comment that like it had been 20 minutes and the match hadn't even started yet or just started. And then when I was rewatching it, I was having the same thoughts. And I think I went and dug up old tweets of mine. I'm like, oh my God, I did say this. It's so great. All right. um, It was Dominic Greeny pinning Ernest the Cat Miller to advance to the finals. Let's move on to the next one. Next up, we have the last semifinals match. Jack Evans versus Chase Oliver versus Marino Tanaglia versus Derek Dillinger. What do you remember from this match?
2: If you would have told me that on a Saturday at AIW, I would hang out in a parking lot eating Chipotle while Reese talked to Jack Evans about soccer... For like an hour and a half, and then also got to hang out with Alec Price and Josh Bishop. I would have told you you're out of your fucking mind, but that's the thing that happened on this weekend and uh Jack Evans like told like dude, like if you see him like just the way he dresses, like I didn't realize it was him like I, he looked sort of familiar uh during the student show. I saw him like out in the crowd, and then like he came over to like. Talk with us over uh, in the parking lot, and it took me a hot minute to realize that it was Jack Evans, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's Jack Evans!" I've watched this dude wrestle for fucking years. This is insane. Uh, so that's the thing that happened. Um, but then on top of that, we have this four way uh, with Marino, Jack Evans, Chase Oliver, like guys that can do high flying and crazy stuff, and then you had Derek Dillinger who can do all that as well, and 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 on top of that, do hardcore. And, you know, Derek showed in the six way um, high flying match at the previous show that he can hang with all the the cruiserweights and all the guys that do all the flippy stuff. And he fucking showed it here again. And this match was fucking awesome. I love this match.
1: Yeah, exactly (laughs) what you said. I like that um, Chase is obviously in this match because he's a dude that I, I hope does have his own chase for the intense title. Mm-hmm. Obviously when we got down to this being a semi-final match, it was like, Oh shit. Only Derek or chase can move on. It's only, it's gotta be one. Right. Because like when we were talking before we had a, a bracket that like that, like he was one of the people we thought could be in the finals. So when this came to be an option, even, even before any matches happened, once we got the brackets, like, Oh shit. Well, they're in the same third of the bracket. There's no way that's happening. So one is obviously has to go, uh, be the one to do it. And for most people, Derek was the favorite.
2: Oh, the the overwhelming favorite, honestly. Um, after placing second in how many tournaments and matches, this was the. I believe I even said when I uh, that day when I came uh, that. If Derek Dillinger loses, I'm not gonna watch wrestling anymore. So, I mean, I had a lot riding on on all his matches on this uh, show,
1: <laughs> and I, we could get into it when we get to the end. But like that, Derek winning had literally been kind of a theme for the last year, and I don't think it could, it could have went any other way. Like, could you imagine what people's reaction would have been if Derek would have lost? Uh like I said, man, I, I would have been done. I would have been done with it. I'm talking like collectively, though. Overall, I
2: think yeah, people would have been very deflated. I think that it would have been a lot of people would have been really pissed. I, definitely a lot of us hardcores would have been very pissed off at, you know, the story not coming to the conclusion that we kind of had built in our head was where it was going to be, and that that would have been rough. I mean, I'm sure I would have been happy for dom to win it but still i think that uh that story could have been uh ruined if they didn't pull the trigger when they did so
1: hypothetically it's not dom either but it's like chase or broner i mean i've been okay with either of those two um it just i mean no i i i realized that or like derek was the way we all wanted to go but i'm saying like consolation how would you feel if it was, would have been those two? Like, would you would have been over AIW? Because to me, I'm wondering, would Derek, if he would have lost this match or this tournament, would it have been worse? Just the same or not as bad as Cardona beating Bishop?
2: Mm, shock value,
1: probably
2: not as bad, but... Because you got to look at like the majority of the hardcores didn't like Cardona really to begin with. There was a handful that did, but for the, the majority didn't really care for him. So the shock value coupled with the fact that he was a heel and we didn't like him made it more shocking than if it was like any of those other guys, because we liked all four of those guys. If they if one of them would have made it and won it now say they pulled the trigger and, um, um, <laughs> Eric Taylor wanted or something like that, there might've been a little bit of backlash, but I think people still would have been like, okay, well he's the future. And like, we could build on this. Um, if it would have been any of the other four, like you talked about Dom, um, Chase, um, Broner or Derek, uh, or the other three, I guess. or, Or yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have been nearly as bad. Um, definitely some shock, but, then it would have been like, okay, we're going to continue this on. What's he going to win to kind of justify all these second place losses? Um, Cause that's kind of where it was like being teased is going. So for there not to be like, unless the payoff was like him to win the title somehow, the absolute title, which he just challenged for and did not win. I, there really didn't seem to be another route to continue this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think it could have worked any other way. Um, it would have just ruined the storyline. And I think people would have been deflated at that point because they'd been invested and now you're dragging it further with no end in sight. And I don't think that's, a, that would have been a smart move.
1: Yeah. Just speaking hypothetically. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just my one on it, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, and a uh, correction about Eric Taylor. Uh, his future is too bright. Uh huh. He's not just the future but his future is too bright. I mean, after the reception he got on night one,
2: I mean, there would have been a discussion like this if they would have put him over in the main, in the main event in the three way. But I feel like it really made like the way that it was built still could have gone anyway. Like I was still holding my breath going into that match and not knowing what was going to happen and was still super invested. Like, that triple threat was is probably my match of the year for AIW. Um, I loved everything about it, and I know we're not there yet, but, like, I, ho- I hold that match in super high regard. That's probably one of my all-time favorite matches, honestly. That's pretty high praise. I was just super— Well, when you're invested in a story like that, and then you got yeah. like, people like Dom, uh, who I adore, and you got Derek, who is just, like, my favorite right now— um, and just an awesome person and then you have Eric Taylor who I've always enjoyed I mean you can't go wrong in that situation they build it perfectly um, I know Dom was kind of talking about it today like they kind of build it on that triple threat that was AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe uh, some of that stuff lightly in that first bit of the triple threat and I just think that the overall it just the way that the story was built and like when it got down to, you know, what it came down to and it just, the, the emotion in the, in the building and in the room and stuff like that. Like, if watching that on TV, I don't think I would have had the same reaction as being there live, being ringside for it. I think that's what adds so much to that match to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that if I just watched it on TV, I don't think it would break my top 10. But I think all the emotion in person, I think that it just, it put it over the
1: top for me. Going back to the match, it was Derek Dillinger pinning Chase Oliver to advance to the finals. So, yes, the finals were then set up for Derek versus Eric Taylor versus Dominic Greeny, And that was the main event of the evening. But uh, we got a bunch of other matches to go in between that. So let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Next up, we had Casey Carrington versus Arthur MacArthur, which didn't even get started because Brian Carson ran out and helped Casey Carrington beat down Arthur MacArthur. Now at this point I was like, well, who the fuck's going to come save Artie? Because his tag team partner just had a match a few matches ago, and he's probably pretty tired. Yeah. Well, uh, out came Eric Young for the save, a nice little back and forth. Uh, one of the most memorable moments is, uh, Eric Young recalling what we were chanting at Casey during night one, which was pussy boy and uh, called Brian Carson, Walmart, Bret Hart. And now they will forever be known as Walmart pussy. Well, we got Brian Carson and Casey Carrington versus Arthur MacArthur and Eric Taylor after this. How do you feel about this match? Uh, the crowd was super into it. Uh, Eric Young got
2: everybody into it, chanting uh, "Walmart Red Heart" at Brian Carson. Um, that's the main thing I really remember from this match. It was your your standard, you know, tag match. Um, it wasn't very long; didn't need to be very long. Did what it needed to do. It Was fun.
1: Gave Artie a nice uh, moment with a wrestling veteran, mm-hmm. and um, I think I want to say I heard Artie say that. He had conversations with Eric either before this match or after the match or whatever. But, you know, that that's having, like, I know those moments are really good, too. Like, those are some things that really help wrestlers. When you have someone who's been around and to the levels that Eric Young has to be able to sit down with somebody like Arthur, who's, you know, only a handful of years in and then also had the pandemic in the middle of those years. If there's nothing else. It was uh, Arthur MacArthur pinning Walmart Bret Hart for the win let's move on to the next one we went to intermission at that point but we came back with a six-man tag match with all the students we already seen so austin james and vic vice and tyson riggs versus sam holloway hendrix hawkins and shaw mason yes nice moment for uh for at least one of the teams to pick up their first victory because they, everybody lost during the student show. (laughs) All right. Uh, but this was a nice way to kind of showcase the student talent.
2: Yeah. If you didn't want to watch the fresh meat show, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a nice way to introduce everybody, um, to these students. And this is what more like, like I said, uh, on the fresh meat show, like I really enjoyed this match over any of those singles matches doing it this way. Like you got to see a little bit of everybody, see them hit their high spots, that kind of thing. It was, it was a fun, um, sprint. Uh, it was only probably about eight minutes long. It was good. It was, it was, uh, more what I'm used to more, what I like to see from students. Um, you get to see, you know, a little bit of shine from them and, uh, that kind of thing. So
1: were you upset that Austin James didn't come out to, uh, to his music? Not even slightly. <laughs>
2: which apparently has been some talk on uh, the old Twitter machine. Um, Like I said, there's nothing against Austin James. I I think he's a, a fine performer. I just don't care about the baseball song. And yeah, it was their moment. Like I get that. Like, you know, that was their debut. That's their thing. Like it's, it's fine. Like that's, a thing that happened it's it's in the past but um and i said that, you know i told him i was like you guys do you like you yeah, don't listen to me i'm just some random on the internet so do what you want to do but
1: well he's he's still using it that's fine he, he used it at wadsworth and uh Trimbetta pulled out a stopwatch and <laughs> i want well not like a f- actual stopwatch but you know like on your phone now uh, uh i want to say it was like I want to say 30 seconds, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. I, I love Trembetta for that, though. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he did back me uh, 100% on that, so. <laughs> we'll ha- have to uh, pull the stopwatch out this week and uh, time him again and see if, uh, see what it actually, because I don't remember if it was 30 seconds. I remember there was a number. <laughs> I, no, and this is true. true. There was a number that I thought in my head, and then there was the actual number that he told me, and I can't remember which was 30 seconds. I, like, part of me literally wants to say the 30 seconds one was the one I had in my head, and the one I had in my head was under the actual time. But anyway, uh, I got really nothing else for this one. You just need More time for the students to shine and kind of we don't have real definitive character traits for any of the students yet.
2: No, that's going to be one of those things where they, they build, um, you know, over time.
1: And when I, I want to explain what I mean by character traits, like not about how, you know, AJ has the baseball thing and not, not, not the gimmick part, but like, actually like, who am I supposed to cheer? Who am I supposed to boo? Um, cause with a lot of the families still kind of coming to shows, especially, you know, this day it's in a way, anything goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see what direction, uh, They'll all eventually go. It was, I think this is one that I couldn't remember, like, how the pin went. So it was uh, Shaw Mason, Sam Holloway, and Hendrix Hawkins picking up the victory. Might have been, like, a triple pin, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the next one. Continued uh, some non-tournament matches with... Mikey Montgomery versus Philly Collins versus Jocelyn Navarro versus Adam Priest versus Riley Rose versus Trago, And it wasn't on this show. I'm, I don't think it was on Rager, but Mikey has a uh, new music and I'm pretty sure it is a Sonic theme and I really liked it. No, it's not like the, the main one it was another one. So I thought that was uh pretty cool. He, had it at Wadsworth. Interesting. Yeah, but if I'm correct, like he didn't come out to that for this show or um Rager. But when the music hit at Wadsworth, like as soon as I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's Mikey. It's gotta be Mikey. And I'm not hardcore efficient on like sonic music, but he's the only one that made sense. Uh thoughts on this matchup?
2: Um this was Hold on a second, let me gather my thoughts. So this was like a, a scramble so we this was really fun um drago didn't do a super ton um adam priest uh did some shit um i really like adam priest i think he fits in aiw really well i think he's he's somebody i really enjoy watching
1: this was um, the big post-match thing or no that's was it yeah i think it was post. yeah yeah, right yeah it was yeah it was post-match with uh adam priest. oh i should say a, a young fan flicking off Adam priest and uh, the nice little interaction between them. And I can't remember if I said it on one of the previous episodes, but it was very Tracy Smothers ish. Yeah. And I liked it.
2: It was a good stuff. Uh, I, like I said, Adam priest is really good. So um, Drago, like I said, he didn't do a whole ton. Um, did some stuff like I, I kind of expected more from him, but whatever. Um, Jocelyn, Killed it as usual. Philly Collins killed it. Riley Rose did good. So but yeah, this it made sense to me that Mikey won. Like he's he's been building a little single streak, so he's having really good singles matches by himself. Like just him? There's no opponent? Uh like a broom. He wrestles a broom by himself and, and does a really good match with that broom.
1: I heard Yoshihiko wants to wrestle him, so well, like you said, uh, Mikey pinned Philly for the win. I just realized I, because I'm like tweeting these out like fairly quick. I put obviously using their Twitter handles, but Mikey Montgomery pins Philly Collins for the wins. I think was it this one where Mikey like stole a win. I thought it was the Eric's match first match, but where he threw if he threw out whoever was pinning some uh, Philly. And he got the pin because the, all the pictures that I have of him celebrating are not in the ring. Like he got the pin and got the fuck out. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, we know
2: Ed was very excited for this.
1: Yeah. Even though he's not like the the good Bitcoin. He's the okay Bitcoin. Eric's, Eric went made it to the final, so he's obviously a better Bitcoin. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Next up, we had Alec... Price versus Joshua Bishop for the AIW Absolute Championship, a match that he earned on Fresh Meat Two. Yes, and this was a really fun match. Alec Price came out with all his belts, and he was looking to add the absolute
2: to uh, to that. And uh, you know, as somebody who introduced me to uh, Southern Underground Pro and the Bone Storm Championship. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on him wearing the bone storm uh, championship as a necklace.
1: I have not been as up to date in Southern underground pro in a while. How the fuck did that even happen?
2: So I like destroyed the belt. Okay. Like I want to say a show or two ago, like literally just ripped it apart. Like, like try to like, you know, bend it and everything. And the, the main belt plate came off of it. So now he has that on like a piece of string that he wears around his neck. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that, you know, with them having nice new tag team titles that they are going to update and have a nice new bone storm title as well.
1: That's, that's what I'm hoping. Like knowing kind of like the early beginnings of Southern underground pro, I don't use this word as an insult, but like certain things were kind of cheap and the bone storm championship was just a trophy belt like a cheap trophy belt that you can get made. Like, I think I've made jokes before that I could get a replica bone storm championship for relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, since they got the tag titles, it would make sense for the, uh, the old title to be torn apart. Cause it also doesn't look good to where your main title looks cheap, which I'm not, Knock. I will admit I, over time I did become a fan of that title. I have the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship pin. That, Me looked, too. that was done by Pollyanna. Love it. But when you get those tag titles made and they look so much better, you got to replace them. Actually, it's like it's like AIW when the titles started to get replaced. It's like once one of them got replaced, they all were getting replaced. They first did the tag titles in that horizontal or no uh, vertical oval, which I I hate, well, I hate belts like that, but like after that, there was like another round of like everything got fixed because like you look at early AIW titles, or at least the ones that were around when I started coming around, like they're all fairly cheap. Like they probably spent a you know decent amount of money on them as in they lot, like they weren't 20 bucks, but like compared to like the titles now, which look amazing, like across the board, I'm like, yeah, like you, you, you have to update them all. So it would make sense that that's going to happen. Right. So yeah, not a hundred percent huge fan of the disrespect to the title, but it needed to happen.
2: And Alec Price plays such a great villain that it totally makes sense for it to be, you know, a young, upstart asshole villain to, to kinda break that down and have somebody else um defeat him and, and bring back the prestige to the Bone Storm title. Who that is, I don't know who they have Um, eyes on for that I thought maybe um, I have a couple people in mind I'm trying trying to think of names um, because I also haven't watched Southern Underground Pro and it's been a hot minute since they've even had a show Um, yeah I can't even remember off the top of my head
1: I was kind of upset that
2: Jaden Newman didn't get to keep the title longer yeah that's who I was thinking of Jaden Newman Uh, I think he might be in line to take the belt back uh And if it's not him uh I personally and I'm sure you would like to see it as well if uh the human shotgun uh took the belt off price
1: i would I would kinda like that, but like I felt like it was such a huge deal of Brett losing the title the first time, like the dude was a monster on that roster, and it was gonna take like thirty seven dick kicks to beat him, basically. It was going to take someone that was going to find a way to really take it to him. I, w- I would have thought like maybe that could have been back in that that time of uh, O'Shea Edwards. Like that's a believable person to beat him. Mm-hmm. Plus they were a team, right? So like it would have made sense for them to feed over the belt. Yeah, I mean, I mean they were a team, but it was a uh, Brett who like turned on O'Shea right after he won the title. Like normally it's the other way around. The person Mm -hmm. who's not the champion turns, but he was, he was like, no, I don't fucking need you. I should go back and watch some of those old shows just because I I enjoyed some of the moments. Not like I I don't want to watch the new stuff. It's just like Brett winning, like killing Marco or um, when the group that was with Brett and O'Shea, when they took out the carnies, like there's some like great moments uh, on those shows and like to go back and revisit them. An old Dan Housen.
2: Yeah, I think they also the the one match that had Danhausen in it also had Mance
1: Warner pull a knife in it. Oh yes, that was classic. And wasn't was Ethan Page in that match? I don't think so. Or was it MJ? There there was like a bigger name in that match. Hmm. That was Kevin
2: Koo, Gary J, Jake Parnell, which is now Warhorse,
1: Danhausen, Craig Mitchell, Mance Warner, and Joey Lynch. I thought it was a triple threat, so that was just a lot more people on that in that match that I I remember. Yeah, it was for the PWF heavyweight title,
2: and I think it was the way it was. The scramble was like it literally like it was kind of like the old um, thing where like it was a time limit, and whoever was the champion at the end, whoever got you know the last pinfall became champion, kind of deal.
1: Yeah, that was the first time I ever seen uh, Effie. They use a dude that I, I somewhat heard of. Yeah, Ethan Page and MJF aren't even on that show. <laughs> anyway, back to the absolute title match. Actually, one more thing. Danny Adams, remember him? Nope, no idea who that guy is. No new friends. Yeah, back back to this match. I mean, it's it's JB. What else can you say? No, nope. no survivors. You're an ass man. The way you said that, it sounded like you, you said you're an ass man. Says, so "Are me, daddy?" ass? Yeah. So does this mean Joshua Bishop should get a shot at the Bone Storm Championship? That should be the person to take it off him.
2: I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about that, but Slu- I don't think he's been it's up for a while, so I don't know how that would work.
1: The return of Slutty Cat. There are so many people out there that hated, absolutely hated Slutty Cat. I loved it. All right, let's. Uh. Oh well, Joshua Bishop pins Alec Price to retain the. Absolute championship. Let's move on to the main event. Like I said earlier in the show, it was Dominic Greeney versus Derek Dillinger versus Eric Taylor in a three-way elimination match to crown the new AEW Intense champion. I feel like it didn't take too long for Eric to get eliminated. Like it wasn't like within a minute, but maybe within five.
2: I'd say within five to ten minutes.
1: Yeah. So then we had, well, it was a Dom eliminating Eric by pinfall. So it was down Mm -hmm. to Derek versus Dom, and the winner was a new champion. So I like the story that was told here because, like, now this is also, you know, the finals of the Cybernetico being thrown into here. Should say not finals, but the final two left. Right. You had a girl. This is where the girl was yelling at Dom the whole match.
2: Yeah, she wanted him to sit on her face.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she said other things. I don't remember them all. I just remember thinking, God, you're drunk. Any uh, additional thoughts on the finals uh, down between these two that you haven't really said yet?
2: Um, no, I mean, this, this final, like I said, just it just was a culmination of things. And then, like, having Dom and Derek in there, two of my absolute favorite wrestlers to watch. Um I was very, very happy with this match. I, either way it went, I would have. I think I would have been, like I said, a little bit more deflated if Derek didn't win. But at the same time, like Dom winning would have been really, really cool. So, um, I was just, I was in all my glory for this match. Like I was standing, uh, for a lot of it, and uh, like right there at the ring apron, like this was, it's a big deal to me.
1: I don't, I don't really have much to add. Um, you know, it was Derek pinning Dom for the win. He's the 2022 J lit winner and the new AIW intense champion. It was the, the right way to end it. You know, we talked earlier, like, you know, how other scenarios would feel, but like this felt awesome. Yeah. I was very happy with this. He's a dude that, you know, I remember watching outside of AIW. I don't think I ever Oh, I did see him. I would say I don't think I ever seen him outside of AIW, but pre AIW. But I did. I think it was like only like once or twice. And I was watching him. And like at that point, it was Derek Direction watching like everything he was doing, and you could tell he was he was always determined. Then you know he gets a, a shot in AIW uh, against Big Twan Tucker. Then after that, he gets out of the production, changes his name to Derek. Director and like starts building a bigger name for himself, then too. Just watching him grow all through all this, especially being the only surviving member of the original production. Like, I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, granted, you know, two of them no longer wrestle, one signed to a big company, another one, you know, left, and all this. Like, the dude is still. Still like that lifeline of the production, always making it feel different from every iteration they've had. And now he's, he's, he's reached this spot that he so rightfully deserves.
2: And he's evolved so much through all that too. Like that original version is not even close to what we have now. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. He doesn't bring VHS tapes to the ringside anymore. At one point he was selling them last year, but
2: yeah a few of us
1: have those I still haven't watched mine and I have a VCR but I will admit that's kind of a fun thing to like wait because I had the Dan in VHS for like over a year and then like watching it like I felt really cool because we talk about evolution that's a dude who really changed within a year so that was awesome to watch any other uh, thoughts on the show no it was a fun one and uh, yeah pretty much same thing doesn't help that it was a month ago but nonetheless (laughs) it was still very satisfying for it to end the way that it did and also you know we got a a new champion yeah all right final thoughts last minute plugs before we go um
2: follow me on twitter at charlie underscore butters if you don't already and uh check out if you catch my grift um we just released an episode on dr oz and uh, we got another big episode coming up, episode forty. I uh, don't know when that's going to drop, but uh, should be in the next couple weeks. Um, it'll be it's going to be a big thing. I know we're also working on uh, some other stuff. I think we're going to have actually a couple um, new things drop here soon. I can't specifically say what they are, so I don't get yelled at. Um, but uh, if you are a fan of uh, podcasts but you like to uh, watch them on say YouTube and see like the people's faces and live reactions possibly you might get something like that soon from us I don't know So I might have said too much I'm going to be uh, killed by Austin in my sleep now
1: well we know Dalton's not listening to this so he doesn't know he said it yeah it's not Dalton Austin maybe I don't know <laughs> So, so what you're telling me is you guys are investing in NFTs. Got it. Yes. And, and condoms. You're going to make, if you catch my grift, condoms.
2: Yes. There's just lots of holes in them because it's a grift.
1: But, but the condom could be like, it's catching the grift. So the grift is your cum. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That took a hard left turn. (laughs) Or right. If you're into that thing, who knows?
2: Oh yeah, I guess.
1: Of course, you can find myself at J Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review and subscribe your Everless Is Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Amazon Music or PodbeanRestcheers.podbean.com and all of those links are in the show notes and under the link tree link. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, GameWorks Podcast, Power Bomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide. If you catch my grift at odds with wrestling marks with Mike's X over the pal driver podcast, tornado tag podcast, the uncut wrestling podcast. This ends at prom and porch talk and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as the mystery men, red light radio, mouse's wrestling adventures, VHS party tonight on Instagram, danger zone video in Juliet, Tennessee, heart of gold toy hire toy show. Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And now that we have separate champions, Charlie can shut the fuck up. Later.
0: (laughs)